0: your hosts Griffin Youngs and Christian Boulay. Hello everybody welcome back to another edition of the Teledabs it is podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Griffin Youngs joined by Christian Boulay as always. You know what they say about anger when you're angry the first thing you want to do is turn on a live microphone and get in front of it and express it for hundreds of people to hear. Christian I'm I'm upset and I'm a little frustrated at this game that as we're recording right now, finished 15 minutes ago, the avalanche lose five to four to the Florida Panthers in regulation. I've got some things to say.
1: Yeah, I do too. I mean, this was, we were so high last episode being like this team's finally turned a corner. They're, they're, they're going to make their run. You have winnable games the rest of this week. And to just give the performance they did for 40 minutes against the Panthers tonight was inexcusable, yeah. inexcusable. Like I mean, you, you, you have no one to blame but yourself for yeah. this game. Absolutely no one to blame but yourself. Yeah, the
0: Having that momentum that you should have had from the Oilers game and two days off and you're back on home ice. And let's face it, the Panthers aren't very good right now. Nope. No reason in the world. For the mistakes that were made in this game and just the inability to hit the net. And yes, this game got tied after the abs were down four to one. They answered back with three unanswered goals and even had another one called off for a very clear offsides. And still they found a way to lose this game because of a... Olympic dive fitting for the Golden Globes being handed out from Nick Cousins on a hit from Ranton and after the refs miss a high stick on JT Comfer. The Panthers score off of a ridiculously lucky bounce. And while that is an incredibly frustrating way to lose after you battle back down four to one, we're going to talk about that later because that's not the reason this team lost. Yeah. Not even close. You cannot play well for 10 minutes and 10 minutes might be generous at that and be surprised when you come out of that game with an L I don't care how great that 10 minutes was where was that where was that
1: if you had if they would have played that way they did in the third period they would have won this game like six to four yeah you like, know what annoys me the most three. about you know what annoys me the most
0: about that comeback the Panthers are not good no they were not good they're not a team that is going to make the playoffs the East has surpassed the Florida Panthers they're not going to make it you had no reason to lose this game at all. And you showed you are capable of beating this team. They're not better than you. You just weren't there for 50 minutes of this game.
1: Yeah. I mean, that first period, The, the we'll just dive into the game breakdown because the first period, the abs looked good the first, what, like five minutes out shooting the Panthers like seven to one. And that, um,
0: that's where I felt good. Like, all right, we beat the Oilers and now we're getting off to – good start
1: yeah and the abs get an early power play do absolutely nothing with it um once again the abs are just trying to make the perfect play not the just get pucks when Bobrovsky is as bad as he was tonight y- you just had to shoot the puck at him like he was he was not good tonight and the abs on that first power play I don't even think they mustered a shot on goal I don't think they got one shot on and, goal that and, first power play and, you know
0: what? and they had a second power play in the third period zero shots on goal on that one yeah. either they like, couldn't afford eight on Bobrovsky tonight if they could just
1: hit the net. Yeah, it, it was that, that power play in the first period. Like You were like, okay, they're still playing good. And then from players you would not expect to be lackadaisical on defense, Kale and Devon Taves, somehow let Anton Londell just beat both of them to the puck. He beats both of them to the puck, and then somehow Sasha Barkoff, the one really superstar player the Panthers have gets the puck right in front of the net and there's three abs around him and no one does anything to stop him and it's just like I just you don't expect that from Kale McCarr Devontae you just don't
0: yeah and you know who else lost their guy Darren Helm tell me last season at this point that you fast forward to next season and Devontae's Kale McCarr and Darren Helm are making critical mistakes in their own zone and getting goals to end up in the back of your net. Like, it's just absolutely unthinkable the kind of mistakes that are happening with this team right now from important players. And yes, we're missing a lot of guys. I'm going to get this out of the way right now. I do not care anymore. I don't. You are healthy enough that you should be winning these games. Missing Landeskog is not new. This is a thing we have dealt with all season pretty much a year
1: now pretty yeah. much a full season's worth. pretty much we a full seen. season
0: we had Landeskog back for the playoffs come March he will have not played a regular season game in a year this is not new and also do you need him to come down there and babysit you do you need Gabe Landeskog to come into the locker room and remind you how to do your job I, I don't know man
1: it, it's it was like, like I said, it was just shocking to see Kale McCarr and Taves just completely whiff on a pretty simple play. Like Lindell's just dumping it in for a change. He's not trying to fucking like score on that play. He just dumps it in, goes on the four check, and he's like, oh, wait, I have the puck right in front of the net. Oh, here comes Sasha Barkov and they're just wide open in front of the net, man. And the abs go down one nothing. You're like, OK, like that was kind of some fluke shit. Like it was a little bit of some fluke shit. Like you don't expect. um, you don't expect that to continue, and then it happens fucking again. Like, just it was what what like three minutes later. Was it Montour who scored? Like yeah. three
0: minutes later, Eric Johnson just gives the puck away. He yeah. gave the puck away to the Panthers on this play, and. It's a nice, it was a nice little odd man rush by the Panthers, but totally sloppy defense from everybody on the abs here. And Brandon Montour puts a snipe on Georgiev. It wasn't even a
1: snipe dude, it was 63 miles per hour. Like it was uh, a
0: changeup. I mean, I didn't love this from Georgiev. This this game is not his fault. It is not his fault, but this goal I did not love at all. But it's hard to blame the goalie when everything else in front of him went wrong too. He's just another piece in the puzzle. On that play, he's the last chance to bail you out, and he didn't. Oh well, terrible turnover by EJ, terrible defense from everyone else. Comfer was pinching too hard on this play. Taze didn't really elect to cover anybody on the eventual shot, and it just continues to spiral worse and worse. Bleckinan hooks quote unquote, hooks Aaron. Ek- yeah, that
1: was a soft call. That I- was a soft
0: call. I did not agree with this call. Again, that will be a theme in this game. I did not agree with this call whatsoever. And the Panthers cash in. Sam Girard just, he has it. He fumbles it. And the Panthers make no mistake cashing in on a wide open net. Reinhardt sets up Sam Bennett. I mean, great heads up play by Sam Reinhardt to realize that Girard just did not have control of the puck whatsoever. No one's on Sam Bennett. There's nothing Georgiev can do. All of a sudden, in four minutes, the Avs' good start is a three nothing deficit.
1: Yeah, and it was. I mean, I, I thought Ray Ferraro, who actually wasn't terrible in this game, um, made a great point. Like, it, it, there was no danger on this play. Like no. Gerard, th- they had a simple clear. Gerard's wide open, the mouse. He fumbles the puck, and it goes right to Sam Bennett or Sam Reinhardt, and he passes it to Bennett. It's three nothing. Like nothing Georgiev can do there either. Like it's it's the danger you take when you put the puck in the middle of the ice on the penalty kill. It's the risk you take. And most of the time it works out well for the abs this time. It did not. I, I get that you're missing like Manson, who's a a decent penalty killer. But I mean, I don't know if Gerard needs to be on the PK, man. I think I'd rather have Brad hunt right now. I mean, at least I just don't think Gerard, like Gerard and EJ, they were bad for 40 minutes of this game, like really bad and it's the roller coaster like you were talking about man it's the roller coaster with that pair there's one game they look great the next game they look fucking awful and this was the game they look fucking awful um
0: and it's not it wasn't even just them you know who was the better defenseman in this game curtis fucking mcdermott was arguably outside of kale our best defenseman in this game the third pair on defense you could argue that Win healthies could be a fourth or fifth pair of Brad Hunt and Curtis McDermott, especially in this first period, absolutely killed it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. they were great. They, them and the fourth line, I think, were the positives you take away from this game. Because in that first period, if it wasn't for the fourth line, we're talking the abs are down 3 nothing. Uh They get one back at the end of that first period. Andrew Cogliano tips in a Curtis McDermott shot. I can't even be happy that Curtis McDermott had two points. This was his best game of the year. Nothing's ever going to come close to this for him for the rest of the year. Um, and it, it looked like it was Curtis's goal was tipped in by Cogs, and it's 3-1, and you're like, okay, that was a shitty first period. You would expect in the second period the abs would wake the fuck up. Uh, newsflash. They did not. Um, the second period was even worse than the first period.
0: It was even worse. Somehow the Panthers only ended up scoring one towards the end of the period. You know, when you have a period like that in the first, do you want to come out and answer with like a good second period at all? And answer at all. They get outshot 17 to 4 in this period, just completely and utterly lifeless after that first period. And th- this What do you is- think
1: that is? Like wh- why are they like is it exhaustion? Is it like like, I know the top guys are playing a ton of minutes, but they legit like the third period saves them because for the first two periods, they were objectively bad and they were getting dominated by Mark Stahl and fucking Gustav Forsling. Like that, that's that was the abs top six for a majority. They were facing that D pair and they did not generate shit. It felt like in that wow. second period they and
0: nothing dangerous in that entire period. They had they had a power play. And got yeah. nothing out of it, nothing. And also, no momentum, is, nothing. That those four shots on goal, they still could have scored three goals in this yeah. period. They had a power play early in the second period. Nothing. Sam Girard has a wide open net. Nothing. They I had mean, like, the
1: puck bounced on him. I'm not going to blame him too much. Like the puck did bounce on him. You still, as a professional hockey player, you'd expect them to 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 settle that. Like he could have settled the puck. Still had time to score. Yeah, he had plenty
0: of time to score. He just. Saw the open net and panicked, and then you have a three on one with your stars, McKinnon and Rantanen lead this rush, and you don't even get a shot on net. Like it's, it's so absolutely baffling. And then after that, like those are all in like the first five minutes of the period. After that, it was nothing, nothing.
1: It, it it's like just, what do you think it is? I, we, we talk like is it ex- like what's going on with with this? like there's just there's every single game we can point to a moment where the abs are shit for like 10 minutes of a game every single moment Uh, you go back to the Oilers game you survived it but you had to kill off what six penalty minutes um you survived that but like you go back in in this one four and one stretch which crazy to say um you go back to each one of those games and you go oh yeah there's that 5-10 minute spurt where they were shit. Oh yeah, there's that 5-10 minute where they were shit. The Vancouver game, especially, there was a 5-minute stretch where they were absolutely awful and it cost them that game. Um, I I don't know what it is. I can't pinpoint it. Um, Like you said, I'm over-blaming injuries at this point. I get vows very important. I get it. But him and Landy are the two forwards missing at this point now. Right, They're they're the two forwards missing. Mulgan's out, but he wasn't going to be much of a fact. You're missing two top six guys. You have a majority of your forward group intact. You need to play better. And here's the thing about this game that frustrated me. If the top pairs play a little bit better, most of the cases in these games, we're talking about how the Avs top line is to carrying the, I thought the depth guys were pretty fucking good tonight. Like they created some chances. It's just the top line for 40 minutes of this game was non-existent.
0: Yeah. I, it's just incredibly disappointing. I I don't know what the problem is right now. The only thing I do know is the answer is in the room. The answer sits with the guys that are here right now. Gabe Landiscog is not walking through that door anytime soon. And we thought Val would be back sometime soon. Turns out today he's probably not going to be back pretty soon at all. Mulligan's week to week. Reinforcements are not coming anytime soon. You need to figure this out yourselves. Someone needs to just diagnose this problem in the room and just figure it out. That's really all there is to it. The answer's in the room. The guys have the solutions. This is a good team. We've seen this can be a good team. This is the defending Stanley Cup champs. Yeah, they lost guys, and they're missing guys to injury. Okay, so prove that you can win it again without them. Just, I don't know what the issue is. I I really wish I could come on here and say it's work ethic, it's Stanley Cup hangover. Maybe it is. I have absolutely no idea. It wasn't a problem a month ago. They came back from Christmas break and they are just mentally broken. It seems like
1: it's just, it's, it's, it's frustrating because like you said, the talent's there, this team's good. Like we saw it in that third period that they can win games. They can score goals. It's just, you can't consistently, put yourself behind the eight ball. Like every once in a while, you're going to and into a game like you did against the Oilers, where you come back and you win that game. But the majority of the time, it's just tough. It's really tough to, to come back from two goal deficits every single game. Um, and I'm just, I wouldn't say like, what's your level of panic right now? Because you look at the standings. We're 39 games in Nashville's one point ahead of us. I think we both can agree that we're, we're better than Nashville. My, we have more talent than Nashville. St. Louis, three more games played than us. They're a point ahead, and we're two points out of a. Excuse me, two points out of a playoff spot right now. See,
0: like my panic does not come from making the playoffs because that's not my standard. My standard is winning the Stanley Cup. Making the playoffs is not good enough. You, you better make the playoffs because how else are you going to win the cup? My standard is to compete for the top of the division. My standard is to go deep in the playoffs. Making the playoffs isn't good enough. My panic level for that after this game is high because oh, at yeah. this at this point in the season last year, I was coming on this show saying how did they not win? because yeah. the games they were playing even in games were just they were getting bad luck. And down 3-1, to they'd come back and find ways to win. In other games, they'd utterly dominate. They were clearly the best team on the ice every single time they played. That has not been the case for months this season. I think this team's going to make the playoffs, but you know what? I don't really care. You should make the playoffs. You're the defending Stanley Cup champs, and you have one of the best top sixes in the NHL. You have the best defenseman in the world. You have two top five players in the world on your offense. Yeah, you should make the playoffs, and I think they're going to. My problems come after that. Are you telling me this team's going to win four games in a playoff series at this point against Vegas or Dallas the way things are going? I don't think so. Not (laughs) this way. Maybe they do. I, I still think. This team is going to turn things around, but the way they're playing right now, my standard is winning the whole thing again. That's what you got to do. So on that level, my panic is high. I don't care about making the playoff.
1: That's a given. Yeah, we're beyond that point now. Um, It's just, I I know these problems are going to work themselves out. This has just been a maddening stretch of hockey. And thank God we beat Edmonton on Saturday because, could you imagine if we're talking a seven-game losing streak Honestly, right now? I think I, I think I'd be less upset
0: because that's just one and the same. You did beat the Oilers. You yeah. do have momentum now. So what's the excuse this time? This isn't bad. I think I could even chalk this up to just if we were on that losing streak, to just nothing can go right right now. Yeah, nothing can go right, but something did go right last time. You scored two goals in the third period and had a sick Kale McCarr winner in Edmonton for an incredibly emotional win and had two days off.
1: This is not bad luck anymore. You let off the gas. Uh, we did not anticipate a letdown spot, but they let themselves down in this game and there's no excuse for it. There's no excuse. I know the Panthers are not going to make the playoffs this year, um, but they Nor still have the a Nor yeah. should they. The Panthers are bad.
0: I'm, yeah. I'm not impressed by the Panthers in this game. They got lucky. They yeah. played a team that was not there tonight. They are not making the playoffs.
1: Yeah. I don't think so either. Um, but we we talked about it. It was 4-1 going in the third period, and then fucking the Avs woke up. And we talked about this before we started recording. It's like I almost would have rather had them lose like 5-1 than um go through this <laughs> like like, I had already kind of succumbed to the abs losing this game. Like, you had already, like, I know you, you t- tweeted, like, yeah, this game's over. Like, feeling good. We're getting ready, starting to start recording. And you get that goal from Miko Ranston. And four, you, two.
0: You're like, okay, yep. Here we go. Here we go. Once you got the one, you're like, they're going to, They're going to do it, aren't they? Yeah,
1: they're going to do it. And Nathan McKinnon scores 20 seconds later on a shot like no, like the Avs had so many more high danger scoring chances, and that's the one that went in, but that's just hockey. Uh, The thing is, that one hit the net.
0: Yeah. What you got to do when you play Bobrovsky is shoot at him because he stinks. Yeah, he
1: does. What did his save percentage end up being? It couldn't have
0: been. I think in this game it turned out to, yeah, it was an 871. (laughs) And you lost. Yeah, Give me a
1: break. Yeah. Um not good. But the abs did they they battled in that third period and that's the mad for a little board. while
0: for a little yeah. while they battled.
1: Yeah, they they can do this. They they can play good hockey. It's just you got to play for 60 minutes. You think you get a 4 on 4, the abs have the chances. You think Arturi Lekkanen scores to tie it. Devon Taves clearly offsides. I mean it, it I saw it live and I was like there's no way that, yeah. that. like there was just no way, um, but it was actually a lot closer than I thought it was. Like, I can see how the ref missed that call because to me in my like naked eye, I was like, oh, that is way off sides. But when you watch the replay, it's like literally if he could have dragged this skate for half a second more, you're talking Arturi Lekkonen tie game 4-4. Yeah, it was, um, it was
0: enough. To be like Taze, you have to be paying attention there. Yeah. That's just that's just a lack of situational awareness, yep. unfortunately. It was close enough to warrant a review, but not close enough to be like, that's just unlucky. It wasn't luck. He was offside. He was not paying attention to where he was.
1: Yeah. Once again, it goes back to Matt Duchesne. You had to ruin this for everyone because <laughs> 10 years ago that goal counts. Um, but it it gets wiped off. I, for one, I was like, ah, oh, let's see how they respond. They have scored r- like right after that. Yeah. JT Confer with a beautiful shot, ties the game at four. And you're sitting there with nine minutes left in this game going, we could win this game in regulation yeah, and yeah. we could do it. And then it I- I'll stopped. give credit. Yeah, I'll give credit to the Panthers. They, they woke up and they went back to their type of zone possession that they were doing all night, cycling the puck. And I think the abs just ran out of gas. I really do. I mean, you put all that effort into going in and then you get to the controversy of the game um with the the penalty on Miko Rantanen it was it was a flop it was a dive we know it was a dive um you know it's bad when even the national broadcasters are laughing because of how bad of an acting job it was um and it here's the thing that upsets me the most about it is you knew they were going to call a penalty on the avs it, it was 3-1 power plays at that point. They have to do the game management part and give the Panthers their second power play. And it, it's just, it's part of an HL officiating. It shouldn't be part of an NHL officiating. It should just be called, if a team doesn't commit penalties, you don't call it. Like, both penalties against the Avs tonight, I don't, th- they were the ultimate tiki tack calls to me. The ultimate tiki tack calls.
0: I mean, there, there were calls on the Avs that could have been called, but they just didn't. And they actually call are not a hook on Lekkanen. And like, this was an embarrassing dive from Nick cousins clear as day. Like I asked on Twitter, how do you fall for that at this point in the game? The answer is they were looking for it. They didn't care that he flopped. Mm -hmm. The answer is, is that they were looking for a call on the abs because we had three power plays to one and they wanted to give the Panthers a power play and they were running out of time. That's just as simple as it is. It's, embarrassing that that's the standard of officiating these days. And it also sucks that it comes right after a missed high stick on JT Comfer, which again they're just looking to even up the power plays. It's that simple. That's why that wasn't called and that's why this was called. I mean, Cousins got touched in a battle for the puck and is just throwing himself across the ice.
1: You would have I, thought he took an elbow to the head. right? You would have thought. I, I thought live. I was like, oh, that looks bad. And then you watch for your pen and you go, They're they're just going into the puck and Miko just gives him a little shove. But it just goes to that point that the fucking, like, I don't get why officiating has to be this way. I just don't get it. If a team has more power plays than the other, that's okay. It's okay. Like, you don't have to make this an even fucking game because you were letting people get away with fucking murder in this game. It felt like, it felt like a playoff officiated
0: game. Did it not? Kind of, a little bit, because they were letting a lot go and then all of a sudden they don't it's just an incredibly infuriating standard it's like you never know sometimes they let things go and then in the same game they call nothing they just call the most nothing plays and it completely changes the game the abs did not deserve to win this game but losing like that sucks because okay. now because now the refs are getting involved and now they get a ridiculous power play goal completely lucky just throwing the puck on the net. Makar's trying to clear it out of the crease and it just goes off of Evan Rodriguez and into the net. Imagine for a second if we ever got that kind of bounce to go our way.
1: I mean, it's Never. the story of the F season. It seems like every bounce has not gone our way. Every call has not gone our way. Um, and it, it was like it's just such an incredibly lucky goal. Um, and it's just it, it's the story of the season so far. It's the story of the season, because you had a, it was a good penalty kill for what a minute and fifty seconds. Yeah, it was I a good penalty that. kill.
0: Yorgiev made a, a huge glove save about halfway through the penalty kill. Other than that, really solid penalty kill. And then with ten seconds left, that happens. Like it, it felt like a kick to the face.
1: It did. It really. You you knew the abs weren't going to score and tie this game after that. You know, no,
0: not at all. Like, they 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 wasted all their energy. I don't want to say wasted their energy. They. They spent all their energy tying that game, all the momentum's on their side. Then they just kind of let the Panthers didn't really keep up the momentum after the fourth goal and the Panthers kept pushing. They get a penalty I also got to say, the, the empty net situation. Oh, it was bizarre. bad. That was, was bad. horrible. They never came close. I don't know what the hell Nathan McKinnon.
1: Was. He passed it two times to the Panthers. So It was yeah, like, just, what, what are you
0: doing, dude? Just like, to absolutely no one. Just killed both possessions. That could have turned into something. They were setting up pretty well. And McKinnon's just throwing the puck to ghosts. Yeah, I don't
1: know what he was doing. It, it was, it was, and even before that, I mean, there was a chance. I mean. Kale rips a shot. It bounces up perfectly off of Bobrovsky. JT just misses on the, like, it's it's a home run type. Like he, he had to swing like a baseball bat. He missed it. Puck falls down. I mean, JT gets absolutely fucking smoked by Aaron Ekblad, and he doesn't get a chance to get a shot off the rebound. Like that was the epitome of this game for the abs as you were this close, and yet you were this far away, it seemed like. Because Griffin alluded to it in the beginning of this episode, you could probably count five high-danger scoring chances. The Abs just missed the net. Yeah, missed the net.
0: Yeah, they just they could not hit the net in this game. I was almost stunned in the third period when they actually did, and pucks went in the net. How about that? When Sergey Bobrovsky is in the net, all you gotta do is hit the net, and odds are you're probably gonna score. I, this is just such a frustrating loss on the back of what was an incredibly emotional and cathartic win, I'd never in a million years pictured this game going like this. This is almost yeah. like the kind of performance that makes me think this team is different in all the wrong ways, where like last year I would see performances like the one we had against Boston at home, coming back late in that game, tying it and winning it in would I'd, I'd come on here and say, this team is different. And now I feel like I'm coming on here and saying, this team's different this year for all the wrong reasons. Just and I I don't want to be super negative because I, I still do believe in the long-term success of this team, but this is going beyond bad luck and going beyond injuries. This these are mistakes that can be easily avoided. Just mistakes that if you're paying more attention to the details, they don't happen. They do not happen. You don't have that stretch in the first period. You cut out one of those mistakes. Everything else goes the same. You get a point out of this game still. And you're, you can at least live with that a little bit. You cut out this this the horrible play behind the net by Devontae on Lindell. You cut out the Eric Johnson turnover. You cut out just the horrible penalty kill coverage in front of the net. We didn't even talk about the Kachuk fourth goal. I mean, this was probably the least offensive one of the night, but... If you're not going to be able to score, at least know where your guy is in front of the net and don't allow Matthew Kachuk to have just a wide open net. I don't know. It
1: seems like all of the Avs' mistakes are resulting in goals for the other teams. Yeah. Every single mistake seems to be winding up in the back of your net. That's not a Georgie F problem. I mean you would the only one that you have like some hesitation about is that one by Montour like you need a save there that that was the one bad goal he gave them. honestly I I
0: was surprised he'd stayed in this game after the third one not so it was I not because he was bad but I was like dude give him a break yes so, what was this his 12th straight
1: start yeah there's no I mean, chance he's playing Thursday against Chicago he can't, he
0: can he yeah. you cannot tell me that man is playing against the Blackhawks I Frankie's back You've got to give this man a break. I like, I understand the fact that maybe he's not his best right now. He's done nothing but play for a month straight. And we've barely, like, the last week is the only time we've had more than one day off between games. And it's been twice. And he's just left out to dry by these horrible mistakes. And yeah, you say, like, All the mistakes are ending up in the back of your net because they're incredibly stupid mistakes that he cannot bail you out from. This is not like a turnover at the blue line and they're beating him glove side. They're going cross crease on wide open passes that he have to
1: turn into Mr. Fantastic to save. The worst part was on that first Kachuk goal. He, he almost saved it. He, almost, <laughs> he did. almost did. He almost saved it. If he gets his pad parallel to the line, he, he makes that save. But like you said, you can't you can't expect more out of this guy. Like, this is not a Georgiev problem. It's not. It, people I saw on Twitter were like, Georgiev stinks. I'm like, no, he doesn't. Like, the abs in front of him have fucking sucked. Georgiev um, is the reason the abs are close to the playoffs
0: right yeah. now. Let's forget the performances this man has put on when this team has played
1: like shit. It, I, I completely agree with you. It, it's it's not a Georgiev thing, but you got to remember this dude hasn't played more than, what, 40 games in an NHL season. He's on pace to play like 55, 60 games, maybe well, even more than that right now. Well, more than that right now. Yeah. So you get Frankie back. You need, you need him to be at least just – I would love in an ideal world is Frankie plays on Thursday. He plays well on Thursday, and then he plays again on Saturday. Yeah, and I, you just think- give Georgiev a full week reset. You need to give Georgia
0: like an extended break. This cannot be. A, he doesn't play against the Blackhawks and then immediately plays again right after that. Like the man needs to rest. It's not good for him long term to be playing like this. It's not. You got to it, give him a break.
1: And it's not sustainable. They were talking about it on the broadcast for. Uh, McCarr to be playing 30 minutes. Taves to be playing 30 minutes. McKinnon, Rantan and Lekkanen to playing all these minutes. It's just not sustainable for the long-term success of this team. If you go back to last year, which we, I feel like we've been doing a lot. McKinnon and Ranton are playing what? Like 21, 22 minutes max. They're, like, they're
0: playing reasonable minutes, but now we're lo- like last year, we'd look at Nathan McKinnon playing 26 minutes and be like, wow, that's a season high for him. Now it's just normal. When was the last time Rantanen played under 22 minutes? <laughs>
1: You probably have to go back way before Christmas.
0: Honestly, now I'm now I asked that now I'm curious. I actually want to know. It, it's probably been a while, but it was, actually, it was you, actually Toronto where we were getting blown out, so that makes well, sense. That makes
1: sense. That's, he that's, was very was, good in that game.
0: Outside of that, it was the the home game against Boston. He played 20 oh, minutes, so another yeah, we got our ass kicked, where we were team. getting killed. Come yeah. to think of it, these are a lot
1: of blowouts in the ones where he's not playing 20 minutes. Yeah, so it's not sustainable. Obviously, adding Val back's going to – I don't even think I'll help, actually. But Val and Landy coming back, I mean, maybe it takes off a couple minutes. Um, but I think we're at the point now with Val where it's like, don't come back until you're 100%. It's very clear he was not 100% coming back. We rushed him back. Get him 100% when he comes back. And we need Val to be Val when he comes back. Because let's be real, in the three games he played when he came back, he he wasn't Val. He couldn't he move. He, yeah. clear, he was clearly a step slow. I, I... –
0: I don't know what we were thinking, bringing him back that early. He wasn't ready. The fact is we brought him back because we needed guys back and he wasn't ready to go. And then he wasn't good enough when he was back because he was still hurt and then re-injured the same injury. If that's not a telltale sign that he was not ready to go, I don't know what is. Hey, everybody. Hope you've been enjoying this episode so far. Interrupting to bring you a word from our sponsor at DraftKings Sportsbook. The NFL playoff picture is locked in, and the go-to place for wildcard round action is DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off the road to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new customers and existing customers can get a no-sweat bet. Each day of the Wild Card round this weekend, just place any NFL bet of your choice and if it loses, you'll get a free bet up to $10. It's so good, why bet the NFL playoffs anywhere else? So what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings sportsbook app now and use code THPN to get access to a $5 on the NFL bet and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings sportsbook with code T H P N minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Now
1: back to the episode. Give him time to get hundred percent. Um, Landy still not even, close. I'm not, if we get Landy back before March 15th, I'll be shocked. Like, that's kind of where I'm at with Landy. Um, but you need to get guys to step up. You need, we've been saying it for, I feel like months now, like Alex Newhook has just been absolutely nothing. He's been nothing. He would. do you remember a play he made tonight? Like, I remember
0: he got physical with the Panther late yeah. in the game. He pushed a guy.
1: Yeah. You, you need Alex Newhook to be better. Evan Rodriguez took a big shot in this game. I wouldn't be shocked if he misses Chicago's game. Like he was he got banged up. Darren Hellman this game left the tunnel, left to go down the tunnel a couple times. Like you need the guys like Newhook. I'm not expecting much from Caut. I'm not. Like, I'm just not expecting Caut to be a Impact player. Same yes, with Jacob I've, McDonald. I've, like,
0: just, I've kind of given up on Kau. Cal- yeah, being real, I see him on the ice or lack there, lack thereof, because I really don't notice him when he's on the ice. I've just, I haven't seen anything from him, yeah. and the same Myers has been better. But he's been better,
1: but he's not like, I feel like he's there, but he's, he still has one point in 20 games now.
0: Yeah. And it was a lucky goal. It wasn't like he put up a nice shot. It was a lucky goal in Minnesota in like the third game of the season. (laughs) It was was been nothing since. Yeah. He's come close.
1: That doesn't count for shit. You have to finish. Yeah, I'm not expecting him to be like an all-world type player, but I am expecting more from New York. I'm expecting Man. something. Yeah. I'm
0: expecting NHL caliber from some of these guys. And I get like, maybe this was one of the depth's better games. Not for everybody. Ben Myers has had nothing. Martin Cout has had nothing. Logan O'Connor has just been goose eggs for, for weeks now. There's been nothing. Months. From it. It's months now. Months now. And it's the same thing like it was last season, except we haven't broken the streak at this point yet. And Darren Helm's not an offensive player. I'll give Helm some credit. He gets chances. He at least he does. He, he looks does. dangerous sometimes. And then when he's feeling it, he can start to score again. As we saw it in the playoffs when Darren Helm, when he's feeling good, he can do things. But we saw last year that Darren Helm is not here to score. So I'm going to hold him to the standard of what he's meant to do. And we all knew him coming back wasn't going to solve any of these offensive problems. It comes down to a lot of these other guys. Cogliano. Got a nice goal in this game set up by Curtis McDermott. Curtis McDermott's outperforming some of these guys offensively right now. How does that make
1: you feel? Not good. Not good. I mean, Curtis McDermott was a goal away from the Gordie Howe hat-trick tonight, man. he almost had three points. (laughs) Yeah, he was great. But I I agree with you. You just need, especially on nights where McKinnon and Rancidon don't seem to have it going, you got it from JT. I we need to get more from Alex Newhook. It's just plain and simple. We we need yeah. more from Alex Newhook. And
0: I, and, and I know I know he's not playing a lot.
1: He doesn't deserve to. No, I agree. I agree. And we I love Alex Newhook. I think he's gonna be a good player, but right now is his time to shine. Like he he has a top six role right now. He's not gonna get taken off of it. And he has Miko Ranton on his line. And there's a reason why Bednar feel like didn't even play him in the third period. Like he, just, he just didn't. So I don't know, man. It's just, this game was incredibly frustrating. It's even more frustrating that they came back and tied it. And you had you had a chance to win it in regulation. And after that fourth goal, it just kind of seemed like they were like, okay, we're good. We did it. Let's just survive till overtime. Yep. And it's just not good enough, man.
0: Yeah, they let off the gas. So it's an incredibly frustrating loss after a game that you did play really well in and got a nice emotional win out of on the road in Edmonton. We were on that episode talking about like this Florida game, you need to win. Now this game becomes really important because now this is the time to start rolling. And they put forth one of the worst performances so far. It got better. They almost got a point out of it. Almost doesn't count for shit, but it's just, it's an incredibly frustrating way to to lose this game. If you lose to the Chicago Blackhawks oh my God. on Thursday, there are problems. Serious, <laughs> serious there problems. There are major problems. The Chicago Blackhawks stink. They, <laughs> beat, they beat Calgary in overtime the other night. Now, maybe we're getting the Blackhawks at a bad time. They're on a two-game win streak right now. They are terrible. I don't want to hear any single excuse. I will not accept a single excuse if you cannot find a way to beat the Chicago Blackhawks I simply
1: do not want to hear it. I agree. Um it's it, it's I I'd be lying if I said I wasn't nervous for it though. I would be lying. Like we, until,
0: until I see them do it, I I don't know. Like I'd we're be at lying. the point where I'd I'm be, nervous for a Blackhawks game.
1: I know. I'd be lying if I said I wasn't like I just I had we said in the Canucks game they should blow this team out. You said in the Panth- for this Panthers game, they should win this game. I didn't necessarily think a blowout, but if you play even halfway better, it's a blowout. But this game against Chicago, if you don't win this by three or more goals, and it doesn't look e- like this game, let's be real, it should be very, very easy.
0: Yes, very, this very easy. This should be an easy win. This should, should be an easy win. The Blackhawks stink, they are a bad team. In- every way you can possibly imagine. I don't want to hear any excuses. This team sucks. You should be pissed. You should crush them. You should. You should. You really should crush them. And honestly, um, you look at this schedule coming up over the next little bit. It starts in this game against Florida, non-playoff teams, Florida, Chicago, Ottawa, Detroit, Vancouver, Seattle. There is one playoff team in that picture, and it's the Kraken. Who, look good. They who, look, are, who good. look good. Who look yeah. good. Who look good. Is that own- in Seattle? It's in Seattle on the second half of a back-to-back. But that is a week and a half away. I cannot fathom a single excuse to lose these games.
1: You should go 4-0. You should be so
0: pissed that you crush all of these teams in front of you. Because it doesn't get easier after this. You have Seattle. Then you have Washington at home. Which we ne- we never know with the Caps with the Abs. It's always hit or miss with them. Either they dominate the Caps or they dominate us the other way around. Anaheim after that easy win should be. Should then, you be. St- then you have St. Louis again on home is that
1: at home or on the road.
0: That's at home in the middle. Okay. Once you get to February, your racetrack is running out. Yeah. Pittsburgh, Tampa, Florida again in Tampa, Ten- or in not Tampa obviously in Florida, Florida in Florida, in Sunrise where the fuck they are. Then you have Tampa. Second half of a back-to-back, Minnesota after that, St. Louis, Edmonton. You Then you have four days off, Winnipeg, Calgary, Vegas. There is not an easy game in that entire stretch. You have to win these games. Because then all of a sudden you don't win these games and you go through February just okay. Suddenly we're talking about a month and a half left in the season. This is going to start to go by fast if they don't start to pick up some wins. Yeah,
1: they, they need to beat Chicago on Thursday. And they need to do it convincingly. You know, just play a full
0: 60 minutes. Just play. Just win the game. I'm done complaining. Or I'm done waiting. Because you know what? I know, like, I laugh at, like, strength of schedule. Do you want to know who has the easiest strength of schedule left in the NHL? Is it the Avs? We do. Hell yeah. We have the easiest schedule left in the NHL. We have to play the Blackhawks twice still. Only Twice. I guess we only play them three times this season. We already played them once. We still have the Ducks three times, the Coyotes three times, the Sharks three times. We still have the Habs. And the Canucks are still listed as one of our easiest opponents, not according to this season, the way we've played them so far. We only play the Leafs once. We play the Devils once, Vegas once, Dallas twice, the Lightning twice, and Seattle's wormed their way into toughest opponent territory. We have Seattle twice still. We have the right now the easiest opponents – Of all the teams, we have the worst ones left. I don't want to hear anything. You should be
1: firmly close to winning the division by the end of the season. I agree. It's I'm not at the point where I'm ready to like give up on this team. No. This night night was incredibly frustrating. We we are make that clear. We are not ready to give up on this team. No,
0: let's slow down. There is still half of the season. Yeah, we we aren't
1: even halfway through. We're not even halfway through. They just need to, like, I don't even necessarily say wake up. They just need to realize that they can't just coast their way like they did last year. Last year, it seemed like they could just put their skates on and go out and win. That's not the case this year. It's just not the case. So I just want to see. I loved this when you used to say this. You just want to see the process. You just want to see what you saw in Edmonton a full 60 minutes. Because if you do that against Chicago and Ottawa, you could win those games seven to two, seven to like one with how bad both those teams' goaltending is. You could. If you play like you did against Edmonton, and you play like you did in the third period against the Panthers, this team can go on a big win streak. They, they easily can. It's just right now, we go back to that, there's a one 10-minute segment of the game where they are just absolute dog shit. Just absolute dog shit. And that has to stop. It absolutely has to stop. And I don't, like you said, I don't even think injuries are, like... I get when Byram and Manson come back, that's going to help the D, but it, that doesn't, how, that, doesn't are, that doesn't put a
0: brain in your skull. No, you still have to make those decisions whether they're on the
1: ice or not. Agreed. And that's where it's going to be. You get those guys, but I think Val will be great on that second line. It's going to be a great addition to get a healthy vote back. Getting Landy back is going to be a fucking like steroid shot in the arm for how good this team can be. But the talents there right now to put these processes together, Nathan McKinnon against Chicago Needs to have he should have a four-point night. Kale McCarr should have two goals. Miko Ranson's gonna continue what he's been doing all year. Um, you should be able to put some good wins together. And Ottawa, um, they're bad, but I'll give them credit. They try fucking hard. Ottawa
0: Ottawa on some nights can be very, very dangerous. They they have the personnel now that you have to take them seriously, they just have trouble putting all of it together. Sometimes their goaltending is okay. okay enough to win. You have to take them seriously. You cannot look at this game. You can't look at any game for the rest of the season and be like, we can take the night off. You don't have the room. You could do that last year. No, you can't anymore. In points percentage right now, I believe they're ninth in the West, 10th in the West, maybe. You know, not the end of the world. You still have over half of the season to go, but you have a hill to climb. That window is going to, dwindle down
1: very quickly yeah they just aren't finding weight like they're finding ways to lose games instead of finding ways to win games right now and and that's the difference of this team compared to last year they're finding ways to lose these games yeah. and it's, it's not like last year we didn't have injuries no
0: the entirety of last regular season was filled with injuries yeah. we were not healthy for a single game last year and you know what i doubt we're going to be for one this year 100% even, agree. Even when we get Landis Gog back, even when we get Val back, I hate to be the one to break it to you guys. There's going to be someone else out. Yep. There's going to be another guy out over the course of the next two months before these guys come back. Maybe we're healthy for the playoffs. Maybe one or two games this season we're fully healthy. It's not going to happen. You have to
1: find a way to win without guys. Yeah, agreed. And I, I think they will. It's just – I don't know what buttons Bednar has to push because it seems like he's trying to push all these buttons and it's just not working like it did last year. Um, Because I felt like last year, whenever they needed a jolt, they always got that jolt. This year, you would expect them to have a jolt in a couple of these games that we've seen recently and they just Uh, haven't had it.
0: Is it just the problem is last year they were hungry? Last year they were pissed after they lost to Vegas. Last year they realized what they had to do. And I don't know, maybe sometimes after you eat, you're just not hungry anymore. And you got to find find something to wake you back up.
1: I think that's a big thing. I think complacency has set in on this team. And we talked about the dominant, dominant playoffs they had. Losing four games. Like you were one of the best teams of all time. One of the best teams of all time. You could say that. You lost four games in a fucking playoff series, playoff rounds. Um, There is some complacency in it. So you need to get like just some, just some urgency. I feel like there's just such a lack of urgency with this team right now. Um, And I feel like it's weird because like you can, you you can chime in and see if you're on the same point as me here. Like, did it kind of seem like McKinnon wasn't really engaged in this game? And like,
0: I, I think McKinnon was engaged in this game. The thing I think about McKinnon and Rantanen is that Gabe is captain for a reason. These two guys are fantastic, but they get frustrated very easily. Miko Rantanen is a, a very emotional player. And sometimes there's nothing wrong with that. Yep. But sometimes they just give it their absolute all. They put their heart and soul into these games and it comes out the wrong way sometimes. They're very emotional, I'm going to do this myself players. And we saw in the third period, sometimes, worked. You, need, sometimes <laughs> you just need Miko Rantanen to score an absolutely ridiculous goal like the one he scored to get us back in the game. McKinnon to just fly down the ice and rip it five-hole on a goalie. I just think there's a reason that Gabe Landeskog is the captain of this team and that he can help balance out a lot of the, the emotions of those guys. Because, yes, Rantanen, that sh- that penalty should not have been called for the the quote-unquote hit on Nick Cousins. He did not do himself any favors on it, though. no. no he did not
1: um and it's just i don't know i I am i'm kind of annoyed having to keep having these types of episodes of just like what the fuck are we doing um but i'm still hopeful i'm gonna keep being positive um this episode was good i needed to i feel better after after sitting here and talking for these whatever we've been talking 45 minutes i feel better i feel better but i still just want to see like something these next two games very very winnable like very very like chicago is pretty much like as guaranteed as a win as it should be i i think they're gonna play us tough but i just the talent gap is significant between these teams i mean every
0: game for the rest of this month is perfectly winnable your toughest game in this month is the caps and it's it's at home and it's two weeks from now that's plenty of time to turn things around
1: darcy kemper revenge game man
0: Maybe so. We already <laughs> we already had it in Washington. Yeah. Does
1: Ovechkin have a chance to break any records? Uh,
0: there. there he's always like at least close to one record at okay. any point in time, whether it's like shots or power play goals or like okay. power play goals in the third period or so. Like, there's always some kind of record that he's always like two or three goals back from. He breaks a record in every game.
1: Yeah. So, but like, here's the thing we talked about this in the last episode: the Capitals are a perfect example of what a team can be. After a shitty stretch, the caps, like we said, on last episode, were absolute dog shit to start this year, I well, didn't even realize they're third in the division right now. Oh, and yeah. they are a they, couple points been,
0: back. They've been one of the best teams. If I think they're like top two yeah. in the NHL, maybe I think they're at least top three. I don't think they're first. They might be, but yeah.
1: no. And like, that's the thing you can turn this around in the season. There are like teams are a perfect example this year of shitty teams. And they, they turned it around and they figured it out. Like the caps now, are one of the best teams in the NHL. Um, they the abs can do it they have the same talent the caps do except it's 10 years younger yeah. um they and- they
0: are a better constructed team than the washington capitals right but the caps have it figured out right now how to play they know what they need to do yeah. and still right now yeah they've they just completely swapped places ever since december it seems like The caps have been on fire and the abs are just kind of floundering at the moment when before the season, it was kind of the opposite, but
1: yeah, everyone wrote up the caps. So the, you can turn this around, you can do it and they will do it. It's just right now. It's maddening. It is maddening.
0: The the process in like my thing, like you said, had been the process. You can lose games. Losses happen. This was my thing last year. Even in a lot of losses last year, the process was there. It was just some bad luck, one way or another. They were doing the right things; they just didn't get the right result. Total opposite right now. The process is not there, no so ever, not even close. And they are more than deserving of losing these games. And it's really frustrating when you really look at a lot of these games. Like if just a couple more things go their way, this is not that bad of a stretch. No. Like great, but you definitely beat the Kings. You don't blow that two goal lead in the third period, and. Vegas is Vegas is just a tough one. Vegas is just a good team. I don't think it's fair to include that in this. You don't blow that lead to Vancouver and you just play well against Florida. All of a sudden we're talking about like a 500 ish stretch, like not great, but like six of seven and zero regulation wins. Like, come on. yeah, You you are better than this. We all know this.
1: We know you're better. So I, I have faith. They're going to turn around. I'm getting real tired of having to come on here and like talk myself into it. Um, but what what are your what are your predictions for the rest of the games this week? What, what do you think happens Thursday against Chicago? What do I think is going to happen, or what do I want to happen? What do you think is going to happen? Because I think we both want the Avs to win like seven to nothing, but we both know that's not going to happen.
0: Five two over the Blackhawks. I think I think they can manage that at very least. Ottawa, as much as I want to say like you got to win that game. I think it's it's going to be a tough game. And I don't know if they get the, the benefit of the doubt right now for me to say that they can win a close game. I'm going to be optimistic and say they win it 4-3. to three.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of going opposite. I, I think the Chicago game is an overtime win. I think it's going to be like 4-3 and we're going to be shaking our head again. Uh, but then I do think against Ottawa, I think they, I think they, uh, they kind of win that game big um i think they win it like five two I, I don't think cam talbot's that good i think we finally kind of see the team i just have a bad feeling about the chicago game i just do i just do
0: i mean i i do too but only because like it's just such a potential disastrous result like no matter a no it's
1: a no-win game because even yeah. if you win and you don't win it by enough we're going to be like what the fuck happened
0: yeah because no matter how bad it's been during this entire <laughs> streak it does not get worse than that. If you lose <laughs> to the Blackhawks, there is simply not a lower point you
1: can have this. Game. They're actively th- trying to lose as many games yeah. as possible.
0: Like I think, I think that's where a lot of that bad feeling comes from because it's just like, yeah, we should win, but it's in the back of your mind right now. Like, if we don't, <laughs> yeah. this is going to get really bad, like really, really bad. Like I don't know why my, I just have bad feeling. Nev- about I it, am dude. never one to call for trades. But if you lose to the Blackhawks, you gotta do something and you gotta do it now. Because yeah. that is bad. That yeah. is unfathomably bad.
1: I just have a bad feeling but I think they still win, but I think this game's a lot closer than we're gonna think for comfort. And then I think finally against Ottawa, I think they I think they beat them pretty bad. Um just because Ottawa right now can't score and they can't get a save. So Well,
0: we should talk more then.
1: Yeah. Um So I really, I don't know why I just think that Chicago game is going to make me pull my fucking hair out. I'm hoping I'm wrong. I'm hoping they just blow them out. But it just, just the way things are going right now, I'd love to say like a day of, they aren't even going to probably practice tomorrow. Oh, maybe they will. Maybe they will practice tomorrow. Um, I I don't
0: even know what the solution is. Like give the guys a break and let them reset or just nail the right things to do into their head. Like, cause I don't know. These are adults, professional are adults. hockey players. Do you need a practice to be like play better?
1: Yeah, I don't know. It, it's going to be. It's going. I just have such a bad feeling about that game. I just do. I just. I feel like I did about the the Coyotes game out of Christmas break, where I was like, "We should win this game," but I just don't have a good feeling about it. Um, I still think they win, but I think it's gonna be a lot closer than we want it to be. Um, and I'm hoping I'm wrong. I'm hoping I'm wrong, but uh, just kind of the way things are going right now, I just. Even the easy ones that we think should be easy, uh, you just never know. Like, yeah, yeah. just never know. I mean, we're talking. Frankie's more than like going to play. He hasn't played in what three weeks.
0: More, more than that. Yeah. It's been like almost a month.
1: Yeah, so he could be a little rusty. Um, I, in my ideal world, is the Avs win this game and kill McCarr and Devon Taves played twenty two minutes. That's my ideal, ideal game. In
0: a perfect world, I, I would certainly hope that's the case. I, I have to go on my rant about the Florida Panthers. I talked last episode. I know I'm like just breakneck yeah. transition, but I talked last episode about like how much I was reminded I don't like the Edmonton Oilers. Dude, fuck the Florida Panthers. My God. Thank God we're not in the same conference as these guys. I can't stand them. Every single time we play them, they just get on my absolute nerves every single time. Who gave you guys the audacity ever? You have done nothing ever. And they they, ah, they just get on my nerves so badly. It doesn't help that they added get Chuck. What's worse?
1: It's, them are the hurricanes. The
0: hurricanes, every yeah. single
1: time. See, well, yeah, I, I don't mind the Panthers. Like I, I've always kind of I like Barkov. I, I've always kind of liked that I,
0: I get why they've stopped throwing the rats on the ice, because they're already there. So they don't <laughs> need to do it anymore.
1: And no, I I've never like really my soft spot for the Panthers comes from the fact that last year when they were such, no one knew they were going to be good. I made so much money off of them that they've always held kind of a special place in my heart because of how much money they won for me. Um And I, they're annoying when we play them, but I, I, I watch them like inoffensively. Like they, they don't really do anything for me. Um Like still my, my least favorite East coast teams are the fucking Rangers, the hurricanes and, Honestly, I respect the lightning. They they annoy me, but I respect them. Um man, I don't even know. Penguins annoy me. Penguins annoy me a lot, but the Panthers aren't up there for me. I think I just hate a lot of teams.
0: I think yeah. honestly I think this is just my problem at this yeah, point. Yeah, no.
1: Like I you have a like you lost your team lost to him in the playoffs, like your second team lost him. No, I I wasn't, I wasn't even mad.
0: Of, I wasn't even mad about the Panthers for that. That was all the Caps fault. They didn't even do anything in that series to piss me off too much. It's my problem with them is with the abs when the Caps play. Them, I really don't care. But my problem with them, is, like, this is an Avs rivalry for me. I hate them for, from an Avs perspective. They just piss me off so much. Like, the Nick Cousins diving, like, and Rantanen's on the ice, and they're shoving him on the ground. Rantanen shoves back, and, like, five guys immediately swarm him. And, you, you like, you had GMI Smith get his brakes beaten off of him by Curtis McDermott in this game. And, and he comes out of that just because McDermott cut his hand on his face – like out of that smiling, thinking he won, like just such just an incredibly annoying organization from top to bottom because the, the attitude they have, you'd think they'd have done anything ever. Like they didn't waste the best team they've ever had getting destroyed by their biggest rivals in the second round in what a not even close playoff series, embarrassing in every single way. Yeah, it's like it's not even just like oh, Matthew Kachuk is annoying. Like yeah, Kachuk's annoying, but we know he's annoying. It's just, it wasn't even that bad tonight. Yeah, just everyone on that team. Just you, go away. I don't like any of you guys.
1: Yeah. They don't really bother me.
0: I, uh, I, I think you. I think you're just a nicer person. No, major. I'm
1: I'm nicer, and uh, it just goes back to my gambling brain that if you win me money, like you're going to be one of my favorite. Like, there's still a soft spot for me for the Senators because what they did for me in the bubble season where they won me so much money. Um, I think that's kind of
0: how. I think it's just a problem with having two teams in one conference. Yeah. which is eventually, yeah. just your circle of hate of hatred grows, just gets expanded so far out. Like, I probably I probably have beef with like most teams.
1: That's fair. Eventually. I. Uh... I had like such a tough game tonight because two teams this year have won me a lot of money are the Sabres and the Kraken and they played each other tonight. And I was like, I I, I can't pick it. You're like asking me to pick my favorite child to win a game. I just, I can't do it. Um, but yeah, I yeah, they're inoffensive to me. I think it's just, my- I've been battling the hiccups this entire episode. I, I don't know what's wrong with me. I could be dying, but I've literally been battling the hiccups this entire episode. We had Daisy earlier making a guest appearance We had Iggy making a guest appearance in here. Like it's just been, it's been a chaotic episode. It definitely has been a little bit. I mean, I want to say I feel better, but I'm still like annoyed. I feel better. Like I'll be able to sleep tonight, but like I won't fall asleep super easily. If that makes sense. Yeah. I mean i I never let hockey get in the way of me
0: sleeping. It's not worth losing sleep over stuff like this. (laughs) But Justin. Man, just an incredibly annoying loss from top to bottom where they just, they should have been better. Yeah. They they really just should have been better. And they know they should have been better. And I want to go into the next game thinking like, okay, this one's going to be better. And surely against the Blackhawks, right? It should be. I I don't
1: know, man. I, I don't know. I
0: certainly hope so. Because if it's not, so help me God. This, yeah, is, so- this is going to get ugly.
1: Agreed. But before we sign off, just want to give... A shout out! We we did a ticket giveaway for this game tonight. Shout out to our guy John who won the tickets. I'm sorry you had to go watch that game. Uh, we tried something different, and uh, it wasn't like retweet or follow. Tell devs is we just said chose your subscribe to the podcast uh, for a little behind the scenes. Griffin and I were texting him. We were like. Yeah, we'll maybe get like 10 people to respond. Yeah, we we like tripled it and we were like, what the fuck? This many people listen to us. So I just want to I know we say it enough, but thank you for listening to us. Well, actually, we don't say it enough, but but thank you for listening. It's weird. Um, was not expecting that many responses. You guys made it a lot harder for me to pick someone to win than I really wanted. It to. I thought it was going to be like between 10 people and um, end up being more than that. So it's still mind blowing that uh, people enjoy listening to us. Um, they make us part of their day. So thank you um and i don't think i'll do that again for the ticket giveaway because it was very hard to pick a winner like usually i can just plug the tweet into like a random twitter generator and it picks a winner for me and i don't feel like this one i was sitting there and i was like oh this person looks like they'd enjoy (laughs) i was sitting there and i was like i i don't know who to pick so i think um, i think
0: next time you do that you can just type in a like a number generator for how many comments there are and just pick that one yeah
1: that was smarter. I was at work and I was kind of panicking because it was like two thirty and I was like, "Shit, I need a picture." Or you, or you just
0: close your eyes and just scroll up and down. And yeah,
1: go. it was crazy. Um, Griffin and I appreciate it. It's still mind blowing. Uh, it'll never not be mind blowing. Definitely
0: is uh, weird. <laughs> just yeah. To think about like, imagine we were like in a like a like a stadium or something yeah. like that. Just like imagine how many people would be sitting in front of us for how many people listen to each episode. That is odd still to think about you can almost
1: fill up a whole section at this point yeah Like that's weird it's very weird but uh eternally grateful because it's just uh even in these moments where it kind of sucks i still had a blast i I don't mind staying up late and probably being exhausted
0: i'd much rather do this and come on here and have my words mean something than me just talking to myself alone like an insane person this is just that but with extra steps and people listen to me so it works appreciate at least having an outlet and appreciate people that spend their days listening to us, like driving or at work or just in their free time, because pe- people's time means a lot. And I, I appreciate you guys spending it with us. It does mean a lot.
1: Yeah. So thank you. Um. I, I don't like being super sentiment all the time because it's just not on brand for us, but wanted to give a moment of uh, gratitude for that, because that definitely kind of shocked both of us. We, <laughs> I had texted you last night and I was like, "Do you think this is a good idea? And you didn't respond. And I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to go for it. <laughs> and it was like, wow, we have like three people. That's pretty good. And then it was like, Holy shit. We have 35 like, people. Oh, that's, oh my God. That's like 40 people now. <laughs> yeah, like, Oh fuck. All right. Um, But yeah, if, if you couldn't make it to the game tonight and you want to go to the game coming up against the senators, that is going to be a fun one. Uh, it's on Saturday night, 5 p.m. Use promo code TeleDevs. It is at SeatGeek for twenty dollars off your first uh, purchase of fifty dollars or more. I imagine the tickets won't be super expensive. Um, and then if you're like, nah, maybe not Saturday. Come go on Monday. Little Martin Luther King Day. We all have the day off. Go watch that game. You you're telling me you would rather watch the Cowboys versus the Buccaneers? That game's gonna be a snooze fest. <laughs> Go to, go to the Red Wings game. Watch the Ooh, Avs win. Plus, I think.
0: Like it's like seven hours later. Like the, yeah, the I, I, I the think the Avs game the is day. an afternoon
1: game. You're right. Yeah. Um,
0: 1, 1 p.m. Mountain Time.
1: Yeah, so go go watch the Avs. Support the Avs. I'll actually be able to make it to that game, which is awesome. Um, I'm looking forward to that. So uh, use promo code Teledubs. at SeatGeek. Uh, get $20 off your first purchase of $50 or more. Did I yeah. fucking nail that promo or what? I Dude, fucking oh, that nailed that.
0: Fucking awesome thanks man I, I almost had you were like tra- i thought you were like transitioning for me so i was getting round up where it goes like oh no, no. i was ready oh I was fucking let, ready let, let him cook he's got this Let me cook,
1: he's bro. Bole. so I, i'll let you wrap the show because i am terrible at it <laughs> I
0: mean, why, why not
1: just, just keep it going see, yeah. all right all right
0: we'll, we'll see what i can do let's get let's get, let's let's get I, some win tonight so let's, let's see we'll, what i can cook prove up here to prove to the abs that momentum does exist yeah
1: um So that'll do it for this episode of the Teledavs It Is podcast. Uh, You can follow me at Christian underscore Bole. You can follow Griffin at G Young's NHL. And then you can follow the show at Teledavs It Is. Um, Hopefully we're going to be talking about some wins coming up on Sunday's episode. Uh, But until then, let's go Avs.
0: Fucking fucking nailed
1: it. We've done this a couple times. I was ready. I was like that bullpen arm and just ready. Put me in, coach. Like I can come in and keep a seven-run lead in the ninth inning. I'm not going to take your job, but you're just the guy you throw me out there for in the ninth inning when you're up by a ton. Yeah,
0: I'm, I'm Alex Giorgiev. I need a break.
1: Right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but seriously, guys, enjoy the rest of your week, uh, and we will catch you all next time.
0: In the words of Christian, we'll see you guys next time. But until then, let's go abs.